My father was a lighthouse keeper. My mother was a queen. They were never meant to meet. But their love saved the world. They made me what I am. A son of the land, a king of the seas. I am the protector of the deep. I am Aquaman. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. Well, we're skipping Justice League and getting right into everyone's favorite 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea character. Are we all with me? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're totally with you. We get exactly what you mean. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. It's Aquaman. Get it? 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? See? Justice League? Ay, ay, ay. Oh, man, that was a good one. That was a good one. All right, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're skipping Justice League. If you want to know our thoughts, go back. We have an episode where we talked about uh, Justice League versus the Snyder Cut. Um, as oh, people is call that it. what Justice we're calling it? That's worse I than my joke. I don't think I've ever said it. No, I didn't even I didn't make it up. People have been saying that for years. But we didn't want to watch it again. Uh, we wanted to jump to one that we actually enjoy. And that would be... Aquaman. Really enjoyed it for the second time. Honestly, like, let me just say that I didn't expect this movie to be good when I heard about it. Wasn't really keeping tabs on it, honestly. We didn't see this in theaters like all the other DC movies, and it came out, and the reviews were pretty good, and then it made a shitload of money. It made a billion dollars, and I was like, what is happening? I didn't know any of that. I just... Was like, okay, let's watch it. And we did. And the first time we watched it, I really enjoyed it. And it held up the second time. Yeah. It's honestly, I'm really impressed because I don't know how many people walked away from Justice League thinking that like an Aquaman movie was going to like make a killing or even just like be enjoyable to watch. Aquaman was a good part of both Justice Leagues. I I do agree, and people do love Jason Momoa, so maybe I'm underestimating, but... I'm kind of glad they didn't include all of the, like, singing stuff. Wait. Was that just in the Snyder Cut? Anytime they were, like, near the water, they would do this, like... Yeah, well... Mermaid singing. And there was that whole bit with, like, uh, Aquaman, like, leaving that village, and they, like have his clothes or whatever. Remember that? Yeah. I. So, I don't know. Jason Momoa is so good as Arthur Curry, but, like... Like, really good But I, I just can't believe... Jason. Yeah. And, like, it's so at home in this movie that it really surprises me that this version of the character came from Zack Snyder. You know what I mean? Like, he was a bit more brooding, but, like... Yeah. But, like... In the, in the Zack Snyder one, you mean? Yeah. But like broy Aquaman, I like, think Jason Momoa took ownership over the role and well, that's for sure. You have to, yeah. Also, like just because he kind of like brought him in, like he 
Zack Snyder was never going to do his movie. No. And I think I, they were already working on it, weren't they? I think so. I just mean, like, when they were, like, bringing in actors and stuff. Like, it's kind of it's kind of surprising to me. Like, he's he's the least Zack snyder of the characters to originate in Justice League, in my opinion. That's definitely true. But they, Lord, did they need his comedicness they for need, that. They needed something. But, and he brought it. But anyway, we're skipping it. We're skipping Justice League, and we're getting right into the good stuff. Yeah. Honestly, like, we talked about this when we watched the movie last night. This is, for me, in the upper echelon of the DCEU movies. Uh, this one, the next one that we'll be watching uh, for the pod, Shazam. And the first Wonder Woman, to me, I think round out my top three for what we've gotten so far. Would you say the same? Um... Yeah, I also liked Birds of Prey, although I had kind of forgotten about it, so yeah, take it or leave it. I, a lot of that has slipped my mind. We'll, we'll get there. We're going to be caught up on the DCEU, like, soon. <laughs> Meanwhile, we we started uh, on the MCU well before, and we're barely starting uh, Phase 3, So, which obviously there's a lot more movies there, but... I was I was pretty excited to get to this one. Um, yeah, we watched it once, uh, like two years ago. This movie is four years old, and it feels way more recent to me still. It's pretty recent. Yeah, I mean relatively, but maybe it's also because we didn't see it in theaters. Yeah, so we didn't watch it like right when it came out. Um, I did forget like a lot of the finer details of the movie, not necessarily in a bad way. Um, but so watching it again, it was like a little fresh. Yeah. Like I forgot that Nicole Kidman plays his mom. And then you pointed out that it's the guy who plays Boba Fett is yeah. the dad. Tamara Morrison. And they're just so adorable. This like beginning scene of his like origin story and the voiceover of him like sharing the story. It's all very precious. Um I think the dad especially is like such a sweet character yeah um i also think the voiceover worked really well in this um yeah it did because you know, i've been on record not loving every voiceover in every movie cr the batman episode but yeah i th- i think they they pulled it off um yeah i mean just from the start of the movie like the tone really comes together it's like i mean one shout out to this movie for having like two uh eventually revealed to both be alive (laughs) superhero parents. Um, He doesn't have any trauma besides his mom, you know. He's got some... Well, but, you know, not in the same way as, like, a billion other superheroes who have witnessed their parents, like, die horrific deaths and they know that they're dead. It's a little different to me. Up until this point, he thinks that his mom was taken away because of him. Okay, fine. Not that. But at the end of the movie, he's got both parents there and they are pretty well and they get to reunite and they're happy so like you he's don't, dealing with some stuff right but i'm just saying you don't get to see that a whole lot no i'm i'm saying that's wonderful but like he's had a hard experience sure. with his mom he's got mommy issues for sure uh but so does patrick wilson uh yeah arguably worse maybe yeah who's to say um yeah i mean they just uh to me like they very much lean into the, the right vibe that this character needs and that Atlantis needs. You can't, you can't, if you can, I can't imagine a Zack Snyder version of this movie. It would be the most depressing version of Atlantis you've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I do think it obviously would be a very different take, but there were certain parts of this movie where I may have said out loud, I think they should have called this movie Man of Sea instead of Man of Steel. It's Man of Sea. I really worked on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Look. There are some par. I'm just gonna move past it. There's some parallels, I think, with how the structure of the movie is set up. Like we get, and I do like this part that Zack Snyder set up in the Justice League slash Joss Whedon um, is that there is like all this lore around this character, um, and that he has like this reputation of like these small village towns like on the water, obviously. Um, and so that's very similar to like how Man of Steel is set up where like people know of this guy, but he's not a superhero at this point. He just like does these good deeds for other people. We even get this like almost like um, action for action thing of like these guys coming up to him in the bar and like in Man of Steel, like they do end up like having not a tussle because he like acts like the bigger man and then. Puts his Puts, truck through a phone yeah. pole. And then uh, the where it diverges is that, that Jason Momoa like, becomes drinking buddies with these guys. It's done for like laughs, but like you could almost see, I feel like, and I don't know if this is intentional, like the directors and the writers were like, we're going to set it up in the same way and then like go off on our own path. But like, and maybe that's just like a, a classic origin of a superhero. But I, I thought there were some similarities in the beginning to Man of Steel. I think you're totally on the money. I mean, you know, the, the classic... Uh, oh, sorry. Well, and then, like, they show him as a kid being bullied, and, like, Clark has that experience, yeah, too. Yeah, sorry. And it's, like, where they diverge, kind of, but not in a bad way. Um, you know, like, the classic, like, the the you can, like, judge, like, a, a politician, for instance, being, like, oh, you know, I'd, I'd have a beer with this guy. Like, I, I'd hang out and have a beer with him. Aquaman is that guy for superheroes. Like, especially if we're just considering, like, the DC universe, uh, Aquaman is definitely the I want to have a beer with this guy superhero. Because yeah. I do want to have a beer with this guy. He would drink me under the table. Maybe. Drinks like a fish. Yeah. Drinks like a seaman. Drinks <laughs> like a seaman. What? I have no, there's no end game to this bit. Let's move Just on. Keep saying semen. <laughs> um, we'll be with you all episode, folks. <laughs> um, We're in a mood tonight. Um, I do have some like logistical questions. I'm kind of hopping around already. I don't know if you wanted to say well, more. Let me have, I only have one other overall note is that um, we were recently talking about like the big, big franchise directors. Um, in Hollywood and whether that's uh, like Christopher McQuarrie doing Mission Impossible or the Russo brothers. Um, The director of Aquaman is James Wan, who has had a pretty interesting filmography uh, consisting of him co-creating and directing the Saw franchise, uh, Insidious, The Conjuring, and then jumping from these relatively like lower budget, like I know they're not low budget, but lower budget in general horror movies into blockbusters when he did Furious 7, and then this movie three years later. 
Um, no, not three years later. That was a lot longer ago, wasn't it? What I forget when it came out. It doesn't matter. But I'm just really impressed with how he... I've never seen Saw or Insidious or The Conjuring. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a horror movie guy. I've seen Insidious. Which I love that you've seen that. Um, his jump to like doing these big movies that are in franchises that have historically, in whether it's Fast and Furious or the DCEU, maybe are not like the most critically celebrated franchises. And he's jumped into each of them and done like these huge things that have come off very well. Like I Furious 7 was great. Made me cry. And I know that he actually just found this out, has no interest in ever coming back to do another Fast and Furious movie. Seems like it was kind of a nightmare. Um, well, he had the worst experience. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, anybody in that position. Paul died. But, but I mean, oh, also apparently, like, Vin Diesel in it's general, you know, like, good I don't know if anyone's had a good working time. Working buddy. But um, I just wanted to just point out, like, I'm really impressed with, like, the vision that he carried out for this character. I mean, he had a fucking octopus playing the drums. Like, he went all in, and I just... I don't know, like, how, like, what skill set he had from horror movies that made these big franchise, like, execs be like, we got to bring this dude in. But he did a great job. I mean, I guess, like, he's used to working with effects. Um, yeah. Which is important for, like, especially since this is underwater, so much had to be done to make the effects look good, which... I would say the overall, like, CGI or whatever effects they use is, like, uh, inconsistent at best. Um, but it doesn't... Even the parts where I'm like, oh, this kind of looks bad, it I, it doesn't distract me from the overall film. Like, I kind of notice it and then move on. To me, like, the whole visual style is kind of, like... I don't know exactly how to describe it. It's not... It doesn't look bad. It just looks very comic booky. No, there was just, like, parts... Well, for me, it was different. It was, like, there were parts when, like, the people are, like, swimming under water, and then their, like, faces look a little weird. Like, it just looks a little, yeah. like, not right, or, like, I guess, like, Uncanny Valley or something. Yeah. And it's just, like, you can tell I, that they put, like, this weird filter over it to make it look like they're underwater. I think there is a lot of that. I mean, pretty bold endeavor to to do a movie of this scope, like, almost entirely in Atlantis. Like, I don't I know. Mean, it would be a waste. Like, you well, have to. Well, I agree. I'm not saying that. It's just, like, I don't even know how they went about, like, doing right. the effects for this. It seems like it would be so, such a massive They need to do one of those, like, Marvel things where they go, like, um, behind the scenes. That would be really cool. What do they call those? Uh, like, assembled? Is yeah. Is that what they call them? Yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool to see. Because, like, how much of this is, like... Or, like, back in the day on DVDs, like, the commentating or, like, features? the bonus features. I think the bonus some. features. There are probably <laughs> some bonus features out there. Maybe even on HBO. I don't know. Um, yeah, so, well, we already said that it starts with, like, this, like, origin story flashback. And then I already kind of briefly talked about how he's, like, bullied as a kid. You can tell he feels different. Um, immediately, like, has this connection with the... They're like, yeah, he's talking to fish, you fucking loser. Yeah, I would be questioning. Yeah. Keeping my distance, probably. (laughs) I mean, hey, they were were right. But he he called off that shark. He was like, not today. Not today, bud. Yeah. Not while I'm in the room. I also just like that the shark was, like, flexing, like, you see what I can do if I really want to now. Yeah. Who's in the cage, really? Mutual respect. 
Um, yeah, I liked I liked all this setup, and it, it's like done concisely. We get like a bit, and then there's another flashback a bit later on, um, like about Volko. him and Volko, and like his training, and him like being like, "Give me the answers," and like all that. And that's it's always it's welcome, and they didn't lay it on too thick. They also had like great actors for the few scenes that we saw younger Arthur. I thought the one like the teenage version. I feel like looks a lot. I think he looks a lot like him. I think he was maybe the worst actor. Yeah, he wasn't a great actor. But the looks, though. He looked, yeah, he looked spot on. Yeah, the whole time we were watching the movie, I kept thinking about different superhero movies. So, like, started out thinking of Man of Steel. At some points, I was even, like, thinking about Shang-Chi and how, like, his parents are from these, like, two different worlds. And, like, he's training, like, his mom, even though she's not there anymore. And, like, Volko's kind of, like, Michelle Yao's character in that way, like, um, just, like, ancestral, traditional, like, passing down stuff. I always like that. I I think they could have even leaned more on, like, the lore and history more, even though they did incorporate a lot. Like, I was all in on that stuff, and I think they could have even gone deeper in the beginning when they're showing him going, like, doing his, like, you know, good deeds. Yeah. Um, a little bit more, like, infamy around him or something. For sure. They'll probably do more, uh, at least, like, Atlantis, if not Arthur, flashback slash history stuff in the sequel, if I had to guess. I don't know anything about the sequel except that it's called Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which makes me think there's going to be some other old underwater civilization or something that we don't know about. But, I don't know, we'll see. Um, I did have, like... I'm like, I guess I won't really dwell on this, but I did have, like, a question about logistics. So, Nicole Kidman just, like, and slash all of the Atlanteans just, like, speak English. See, we just can't (laughs) worry about that. We can't worry about it. Um, Because what's the alternative? Well, I was thinking maybe they can actually, like, speak a lot of languages because he, like, picks, he, like, says German at some point, Jason Mm. Momoa. Also, like, I think, obviously, because of who Jason Momoa is, they incorporated a lot of, um, like, Maori into his, um, some of, like, the things that he says. I only noticed it because of the captions, actually. It would be, like, in Maori. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, maybe he just, like, be, like... Well, one, he communicates with fish, so he can probably just, like, do all sorts of languages. But maybe that's, like, a thing of, like, the Atlanteans is that they can pick up different languages. Yeah, that would have been cool if they had done that. Well, I'm just saying maybe it is. Maybe it's just, like, a subtle fact about them. Yeah. I mean, I well, I just hope that if that's true, then they would, like, lean into it a bit more because that would be a cool character aspect. And but it's just the falling out. into, like, the classic, like, everyone speaks English because it's easier. And yeah. we don't trust people to be able to read subtitles. Also, everyone loves a lighthouse story. Lighthouse has come up in so many things. They're just, which makes sense. They're just cool. Well, and, like, who, you know, what does it say about you if you want to, like, live your life in isolation, like, in a lighthouse? Yeah. Or what kind of person are Shout you? Shout out to Tamara Morrison for being the most well-adjusted lighthouse keeper yeah, I mean, they're, like, in a town, it seems. Sure, yeah. It, this is not uh, the movie The, the Lighthouse, Lighthouse situation. Yeah. Even though Willem Dafoe is here. It is almost like a Nicholas Sparks book, though. There's some rom-com elements in this movie. I agree. Um, I just had, like, a, a note on the very first fight scene that we get, which is when the Atlantean soldiers come back to 
take uh, Nicole Kidman back to her arranged marriage slash just be like, get back here. Um, we see like the first Atlantean soldiers in their goofy ass Power Rangers looking suits, which I do think are goofy unequivoc- unequivocally. And like, I remember seeing the trailer for this and I was like, what are they doing with these character designs? But I like it after I saw the movie because I was like, these are just like, so the visuals are so comic booky. I'm like, of course they're not just going to have like these Atlanteans wear like human style, like body or armor. like fish like, scales. Yeah. Like they've got their own thing. Like this is presumably functional underwater. Obviously those soldiers all are in like tanks of water cause they can't breathe air. Um, and the way that James Wan films the fight scenes above and underwater is just really cool. He does like these, like he, he does like his slow-mo he also likes to have explosions happen off to the side of the screen and everyone gets blown to the side. That happens like six times. Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> but uh, I just like his style. There's a lot of flair to the fight scenes and it worked for me. Yeah, I thought there were some really good fight scenes. Like the one towards the end in particular was my favorite. But um, yeah, and like getting to use a new weapon, the trident. Yeah. Um, just fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he made the underwater ones look really cool. Yeah, again, like, I have no idea how any of that would have been shot. Like, that's beyond, to me, it's beyond, like, wire work. I don't I don't know what they were doing. I did put a quote um, in here um, that is our introduction to Jason Momoa. He turns and does this, like, sneaky little grin, and then he says permission to come aboard and it's so funny like it's one of those lines where i'm like did they just put that in for the trailer but i don't even remember the trailer of this uh that movie was, i mean i'm i'm guessing it was probably in the trailer it was in so trailer. cute it seems like a trailer line for sure uh but yeah i mean what a what a great entry um really sets up like just his skill set what he's up to i guess um they didn't, I didn't think they had established a, a, an exact timeline. Wikipedia says this is all a year after the events of Justice League, um, which it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but he's, he's started to do some good deeds just, just for fun, which brings his dad some, some joy. Um, but yeah, and we get our setup for like the, the B-tier villain for the movie. Arguably. I mean, yes, definitely. Black Manta. Black Manta. Um, also, whose suit, which we don't see now, but later, is also, like, so comic booky. Oh, my gosh. It's and, like, ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but, like, again, like, shout out to them for just, like, committing. Big-ass head and eyes and stuff. I'm like, yep, that, that looks like it. <laughs> also, like, pretty much every character we meet has, like... A, a parental relationship that they are working through, which is very interesting. Um, Including, you know, just a father and son pirate duo. Right. Well, and, like, that's the whole motivation for him for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, even down to, like, the little fish girl having to take over for her dad who was just murdered right in front of her because Patrick Wilson has mommy issues. Yep. Like, the layers... They went all in on parental stuff. What are they trying to say? <laughs> mm. Um, and then shortly after we get to go to Atlantis. We do get to go to Atlantis. 
Um, and it's pretty freaking cool. Um, it's like underwater space is what I said. It is. It is. That's a good way of looking at it because I was just like, it's very otherworldly. And personally, like I am IRL very fascinated by like the fact that parts of the ocean are so deep that like we don't know what the hell's going on down there. Like discovering new species still. And like there's just parts of it that like we can't go. I mean, I'm sure James Cameron is trying as we speak to build a new submarine that could go to like the ocean floor or something. But I don't know. I just I love that concept of it's not really hidden in plain sight, but they don't have like a Wakandan like force field of invisibility or anything. It's right. just it's just there. It's just underwater. Yeah. And like obviously this is from the comics, but just love the idea of it being like Atlantis, like this um, fable that we all know about, like this myth. It goes back to, you know, Aquaman just being this like mythical creature as a surface dweller. Um, and just like their whole um, politics, I guess I would I could have used, you know, 20 minutes more on just like Atlantis and like their politics, who these different factions are. Um, we both kind of commented that that part is really similar to Black Panther and how they choose someone to be a leader. Um, I wanted more of that stuff. So that's, I th- think, what I was saying when I was like, I could do with more like lore. Yeah, I agree. The Black Panther thing for sure, and I just mentioned them about, like, the Wakandan invisibility stuff. Yeah, like, when we get this meeting with King Orm, uh, and he's talking about how, like, the, the uh, wait, what do, you, what do they call, I just forgot what their term is for people that live outside. Surface dwellers. Surface dwellers. The surface dwellers, and how they're, like, destroying the earth, and they're, like, committing these acts of violence, and they're just, like, sitting there, and they're, like, we have all these kingdoms, like, we could we could do this if we wanted to, which is, like, exactly, like, we're talking, like, Killmonger being, like, we have the means to, like, fight back, so, like, why are we just, like, sitting here yeah. minding our own business? I'm like, that's pretty one for one. And these movies came out within, like, six months of each other. Yeah, and I don't think that any of this is necessarily, like, stealing from the other. It's just, like... Oh, no. And, and for some of it, it's just, like, superhero movies tend to follow the same themes, but... I like that they're similar in oh, these different ways. Me too. That was not a negative for, yeah, I was for just the record. And I'm pretty sure that the uh, Black Panther sequel is going to kind of deal with like Marvel's version of Atlantis in a way. Uh, it's I don't know if it's actually called that or not, but that's that's but in the rumor. Like Marvel's version of Atlantis might be in Black Panther 2. Because I, I think they already have Wakanda. Marvel's <laughs> basically version of Aquaman uh, tends to butt heads with Black Panther or whoever will be taking up the mantle of Black Panther. So that's what I keep hearing. That's funny. So that'll be a fun comparison to make. I did want to just spend a second talking about like the design of the movie because um, I think they had a huge task with making it uh, somewhat, like, serious, like, take it seriously as a movie, like, this, you know, underwater, and they have their own, like, government, and, oh, it's, like, Atlantis. And, like, us who have never seen, like, an underwater movie, like, kind of serious before, like, my first thought is The Little Mermaid. Um, Of course. And I think that the visuals of this, like use that as a foundation, like knowing where people are at with like what they think of when they think of like underwater worlds. And then like 
went with ran with that because like there are things in this like just the way it's like designed and like all that that I'm like oh this kind of reminds me of Little Mermaid and then it's like this really modern take on it like with modern technology and stuff like that so I think it's nice that it has like that familiarity of like again like this like folk story element and then making it like this super modern um, take on it I know I just thought the production design of it was done really well and really well thought out no i think you're totally right they did a pretty impressive job with the with the world building not just lore wise but physically and like a dark it is like darker it's like a much more sinister twist on it like the people running atlantis are not like good people even in our like quote-unquote good guys are like not really that great yeah we got some fucked up caste system where only the uh like highborn people can actually like breathe out of water and like all that stuff which like, i guess is more of an evolutionary thing but, but they also you know there's some eugenics happening well they mentioned <laughs> stuff like in the original uh like when is it volca retelling like the fall of atlantis like yeah they're like, really, like, they like they said they like developed like technology and stuff so yeah there's some like to breathe under or to breathe like i don't know there's some dark shit going on yeah because i do think it's a lot of evolution but also like some real deep classist roots in Atlantis. So that part did feel like this could be, this lives in a Zack Snyder world because it is a much darker portrayal of what could be like, oh, how fun, like mermaids. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not really mermaids. But still, yeah, they, 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 I mean, they, I'm glad that they didn't delve super deep into it because like we don't need that. But it was good that we got something past like surface level, like underwater kingdom, cool badassery. We get it. And then they kind of went too far, though, with the Little Mermaid comparison with Mira's character. <laughs> like, she's literally wearing, like, a green sequins outfit Bright with, like, a hair. horrible wig on. So, whatever. Yeah, I was that, like, that's too much. That wig is rough, That's one man. step too far. <laughs> um, also, just, like, a quick side note. I think Amber Heard's been, like, in the news a little bit. I don't know if anyone huh? else caught that. Um we're not really going to dwell on it. Um, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. We're just going to talk about her role as Mira, which is just okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, of course. All that, all that nonsense aside, she's not exactly like the most bright spot in this movie. She is a serviceable actor. Yeah, I don't want to jump on a hate train, but like not my favorite part, but also not going to dwell. Uh, no. Not going to surface dwell on that too much. <laughs> there were actually parts that I really liked her, and I think she and Jason Momoa had good um, chemistry. And and I think this is probably, like, not, unin- not, not unintentional, but, like, um, it's not for nothing that, like, most of that was happening against surface dwelling. Like, I can't imagine how hard it was to film whatever those CGI scenes were underwater. I know. Um, Like, they just feel less natural, especially with her character. I think she did much better when she wasn't probably, like, you know, with pink pong balls and green all over. Yeah, I agree. Um, I am glad that, for the most part, with a few exceptions, um, they got rid of that stupid water bubble business from Justice League where I guess in Justice League it was implied that they can't talk underwater unless they're in like one of these bubbles that Mira forgot about why the hell did you think that was a good idea and now for this like they use it but it's 
they for for good reason like to to save uh his dad in the truck or just to like get the fish out yeah. <laughs> like yeah okay that's fine i love that they have different powers yeah. um like she manipulates water and then of course he like talks a fish and he has some other stuff too but i think it's really cool yeah they're not all they, there's not like a single you're from atlantis here's your power set i like that and the smallest of references to Justice League and Steppenwolf. Yeah, they were like, that was like the status quo. Like, yeah, it happened. I, like, barely, like, maybe not even worth mentioning. Like, go get your comic of, you know, whatever number. Yeah. This is not about that. It added nothing. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't it matter. It had no impact it doesn't matter. on this story, which I was happy about. I mean, how could it have? I'm I mean, already not no... remembering anything from Justice League, and I've seen, you know, eight hours of it now, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we get uh, Randall Park pops up. Well, r- you just mentioned, like, saving the dad. I really oh, thought yeah, they yeah. were going to kill his dad the first time we saw this. And then another, like, I was like, what? We're doing Man of Sea, Man of Steel again <laughs> with this dad shit? In a natural disaster? No, thank you. This death would have made more sense, <laughs> for the record. But I wonder I wonder if they did ever plan on that. That would have been terrible. No, because they were doing the whole Nicole Kidman yeah, thing. Yeah, that would have been stupid. What if she had gone to the dock and he wasn't there? That would have been horrifying. Heartbreaking. I wouldn't. I would have refused to watch this fucked, movie. Fucked up movie. Uh, apparently, Jason Momoa specifically requested... Tamara Morrison um, be in this movie because he's like one of Jason Momoa's like acting idols, which I think is pretty cool. Is he also like Mau- Maori? I can't say it. Maori? I have, Maori. No, I have no idea. I, I can't. Yeah. I can look it up. But no, it's know. fine. <laughs> but I know people love him, and I maybe this him. is part of his uh, comeback as Boba Fett. You know, people were like, "Oh, they they still like this guy." Um, but yeah, you were going to talk about Randall Park. Yeah, he gets a little appearance on a news show. This is right after uh, a giant wave washes up a bunch of ships, and it also spits all the garbage that we've thrown in the ocean over hundreds of years um, back onto shore. And everyone's, like, freaking out, trying to be like, what does it mean? And Randall Park, a.k.a. our own agent Jimmy Woo, is the only one out here with the right answers. He called it... He called it as Atlantis from from the start. He didn't buy any of this natural disaster bullshit. He knows what he's about. Uh, I mean, he's a little unstable. Oh, he's absolutely unhinged. <laughs> but I love that he's in this, and I forgot that he had a second appearance later on, uh, maybe allying with the enemy by accident. But I, I hope that he'll have a bigger part in the sequel. Not Not too often that you see someone straddling uh, DC and Marvel like that, like in multiple ongoing movie series. So good for him. <laughs> He's getting his money. Um, yeah, I wish he was a crossover character. That <laughs> yeah. he was the same. He's like from both Marvel and DC, and like this is his cover in the DC universe. I'm just imagining like uh, somehow like that comes to fruition, like in a writer's slash director's room. 
And they're like, okay, so we bring in Randall Park, right? And someone's like, oh, yeah, no, he plays Jimmy Woo over in the MCU. And we're like, yeah, we're going to have him play a character named Jimmy Woo. And it's like, wait, we can't do that. It's like, no, it's okay. It's a different Jimmy Woo. It's a different wink, wink, Jimmy Woo. (laughs) Like, how far could that get before someone's like, shut it down? Or they just changed it slightly. They're like, this is Jimmy Woo. Also, I did look it up, and um, he is Maori. He's also from New Zealand. Oh, cool. Um. How do you say his name? Tamara? I'm probably fucking it up, but I say Tamara. Tamara Morrison. Yeah. So, just a fun fact. That's cool. Um, yeah, I already talked about some of this stuff. Mira looks like Little Mermaid. CGI is hit or miss, but considering the scope, pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Oh, so I want to talk about Patrick Wilson. Um, maybe a distant relative, who's to say... Um, but before that, I just wish of all the things that they kept, you know, I've been going on about like the war. The one thing I wish they hadn't kept was the term ocean master. That could have used a rebrand. I will become ocean master. Yeah. Like I, and a testament to Patrick Wilson's acting because he sells every single line he has to say. And he has some tough ones to get out. He does. So he does. what do you want to say about I mean, I agree the title is goofy, but it's just like everything else in this movie. Like, they committed so hard yeah. to comic accuracy, and they were like, we got Patrick Wilson in here. We're going to make him say Ocean Master. They do this we're whole make, challenge process. We're going to make several people say Ocean Master, and it's going to be serious, and you are going to like it. Like, it only works because of his acting. Patrick Wilson is one of the most underrated actors of all time, in he, my opinion. He absolutely is. If you've, I think I've mentioned it, but if you've seen the tweet where someone's like, this dude is in a billion movies and was like, I'm absolutely not going to be famous and he responded to it being like, damn, I've been found out. Like, this dude was just in Watchmen, which if you haven't listened to our Watchmen episode, check it out. And he's like unrecognizable between the two roles. Despite, and it, like, he looks like he, the same. He looks the same, but somehow, no. Also, Phantom of the Opera, completely different. Uh, and Insidious, presumably. Oh, right. I forgot you uh, had said that he was in that. And he was in some of the Conjuring movies. I guess he's really... So I guess this director brought him. I think he's so. He must just be like, really good yeah. friends. What I really want to know is who brought in Dolph Lundgren. That is not someone that you see in movies. That's Mira's dad? anywhere, yeah. Like, Dolph Lundgren... Didn't love him. Well, I think... I don't know if Dolph Lundgren has ever been a amazing actor, but what's most interesting to me is, like, this dude... I don't remember the last time that I saw him in a movie. He had a weird comb-over wig. Yeah, the, the wig is rough. That was, like, wet the whole time. <laughs> like, honestly, seriously, the last time that I think we would have seen him in any movie, period, is A View to a Kill, the Roger Moore James Bond movie. That's probably maybe the worst Roger Moore James Bond movie, and, and he's, like, a henchman. Um, I mean, he was really popular back in the 80s and 90s, uh, and now he mostly does, like, direct-to-video stuff. So I really am curious, like, how he ended up doing this. And even though he's not, like, the best actor, I I uh, really respect the casting director that pulled him. Because, like, what a, what a pick. That's not a safe choice. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't have like a problem with him, but I was just like, I also wanted more on him and Mira's relationship yeah, and like that was pretty what shallow. his kingdom is versus Patrick Wilson's because they were ostensibly the same to us. Yeah, the only one that you really get like a true sense of difference is the trench. <laughs> like everywhere else seems to just be pretty pretty standard. Well, no, there. I mean, there were other. Well, I yeah. when they were fighting at the end. I know. Yeah, the fishes. Oh, and the, that crab guy. Yeah, that's right. Oh, shout that. out to that crab guy. He's the best character. Um, well, where are we at now? We just we've talked. So about we have the challenge. That was a really fun fight. Um, I like. <laughs> well, I already mentioned the octopus drummer, which is great. And Little Mermaid. I didn't. Yes, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> he didn't have the steel drums though. Um, which apparently he was inspired to put the drummer octopus in after he wasn't sure about it, and then he watched. Mad Max Fury Road, and he was like, you know what? If they had this dude playing the guitar with a flamethrower on it on the front of the truck for the entire movie, I can do this, which thank God you did. I also really like the displays that they have when the fight starts, which like shows their pictures and names, and it has like a pro and con list. I missed that. <laughs> you noticed it? Um, I didn't catch all of it. I just remember seeing, like, on Aquaman's side, there were no pros and, like, two cons. And it's, like, one of them was, like, he's not even, like, Atlantean or something. I'm going to try to find this. I wonder who wrote those. I really want to know. I meant, like, of the of the characters. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Hold on. I found it. So we've got, on the left... King or Marius, pros, King of Atlantis, highborn, warrior, philosopher, uh, eighth Dan Nautilus in Zebel Fu. Oh my gosh. Coral, Are these pros? Coral heart metal war hero, um, a Incredible. marathon winner, and three times undefeated Trident champion, no cons. What kind of marathon? Once you're on the ocean? Uh, and then on the other side, half breed, not even his name. No pros, cons, surface dweller, half half breed, drunk. <laughs> like it's on there for like maybe two seconds. Worth it. But I think it's very funny. That is funny. Yeah, so we get that. Um and actually during this whole time, I think that they do this really well in this movie is they're incorporating these flashback scenes. Um like when he's like headed towards Atlantis for the first time with Mira, like they're doing like flashbacks of him as a kid with Vol Volkov. Volko. Volko. And then during this fight scene, there's like flashbacks again with him and Volko. Like I think they did that really well and very seamless. Um, it's hard to sometimes incorporate flashback scenes, so I think it was done well. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, they also like the above water sequences are shot in like some really beautiful places like where they're set like whether like it's this Greece. place in Italy or um I thought it was Greece I think it's Italy because I think it's like all the wine oh yeah and they they like say something in Italian I swear to god what but there's all those like Italian or the Italian Greek philosophers yeah. like statues that oh, wouldn't be in Italy I swore it was in, yeah they're in Sicily oh okay fine Griff's right everyone I could probably look this up, but honestly, I don't want to because I just have a headcanon that they like did all this beautiful shooting on location and they got to go to Sicily and just hang out. Maybe. Why not? I mean, like, not even that. It's just like when he's when young Arthur is trading with Volko and they're just like on this island 
It's the most gorgeous island I've ever seen in my life. I'm assuming that's all CGI, but I'm like, this is a very pleasant-to-look-at movie. What do you think um, Patrick or Oram's relationship with his mom is? Because my memory of the movie is that he's, like, really mean about the mom and is, like, super on his dad's side. But watching it again this time, he doesn't say a whole lot about her. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't really, I couldn't really get a good read on it. Like, because we have this, like, tender moment where she's, like, reassuring them at the end. And, like, she says specifically to him, like, I love you both. Yeah. Um, But, like, they really skate past that, like, this is potentially a child of rape. We don't know. It's dicey. They moved past it. I think they knew um, that they couldn't get too much into that. I don't know. Like... What was his relationship to his dad after his dad exiled his mom? Like, Right. Yeah, we don't know. I needed more on that. that I, that's my overall criticism is go deeper into the ocean. Um, but for the most part, loved all of it. But yeah. that, that's the thing I needed, some questions. Yeah, answered. that would have been nice because I didn't, I didn't, honestly didn't really realize how little of that we got. It was just like a time period that they didn't really cover especially for orm because he says he's upset like he says he blames arthur for his mom getting banished which arthur also blames himself but like it doesn't seem like he's super sympathetic to what happened to his mom either no like kind of like she 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 did this she abandoned us well he wasn't even born yet yeah but abandoned atlanta you can't have it both ways like yeah yeah i get that um, yeah, so I think maybe they'll explore that in the next one because I think they'll bring Patrick Wilson back. I bet they'll have to team up together. God, I hope so. <laughs> classic, a classic bit. Reluctant a Loki and Thor. Uh, yeah, I think they could do that well. But in here, he almost uh, killed Arthur quite easily, I might add, in that duel. Well, you know, it was his first time. I mean, the crowd like, was against him. Like Volko said, uh, it's not a duel; it's an execution. It started out as a good fight. Yeah, but then very quickly, uh, it it went not that way. And uh, I don't know, man. Um, I mean, good job for good job on Mira for like getting away with that. But like, that kind was a, of. that was a yeah, kind of that was a, that was a risky maneuver, man. That was a risky maneuver. I would not want to. I would not want to get in Orm's way. That dude would definitely kill me. But yeah, so once we get out of Atlantis, we go on this, we shift to a new movie. <laughs> we do. We, um, we are in. <laughs> yeah. We are now an adventure, like national treasure style movie. Yeah. Felt like we were in the video game Uncharted. We're like dropping out of a plane into the Sahara. Yes. With no parachute, no less. Yeah. That's, if you've played Uncharted 3, if you've seen the Uncharted movie, you know what it means. But honestly, loved it. I loved their little adventure part. I was like, I could do a whole movie on just this. It was fun. Except for I was reminded how bad the uh, wig was when oh, he's yeah. like, redheads, gotta love them. Oh, yeah. Like, what the hell was that? Why? <laughs> no. There was a couple lines that I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a pass, but I don't love it. <laughs> yeah. But fortunately, they were pretty few and far between. Yeah, this was it was it was a good time. I mean, I did like his line when they're trying to activate the device in the temple, and he's like, "I could have just peed on it." What? 
Because, <laughs> you know, they're like... They're I feel like, like that's one of those lines that... You remember that one, though? He was like, we, they needed to put water on it, so she, like, pulls oh, something yeah, out of his yeah, forehead. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I could have just peed on it. I missed that. I yeah. think I was... I think I was going to go pee at that part. <laughs> Exposed. Um... Um, we're also getting like Black Manta, who we've like forgotten about this whole time, is like reemerging, and he's like working with with Patrick Orum. We're actually revealed that pretty early on that they're in. Codes. Oh yeah, but I mean he's like back now because we think he's well. No, we, we just don't, don't know what he's up to. Yeah. Um, and I was starting to think that like maybe Patrick Orum can't um breathe above water like he doesn't have that thing because he's always like using the hieroglyphics or whatever you think so well i was thinking that and i was like had a little theory but then the end fight they're above water because i i feel like they kind of were just like if you're born of royalty like you've got it you've got all the abilities right but i was like is he does he not have that one no. and like that's like a a vulnerability or yeah. something i think it's just like the classic like i'm too good to be there in person yeah yeah I i'm gonna so send too. my lackeys take these coins <laughs> i have a similar theory about lord voldemort doesn't know how to apparate <laughs> listen to my other podcast potter watch for more information on that what a, what a crossover <laughs> event this has become one of the one of the greatest dark wizards, and he can't fucking <laughs> he doesn't fucking know how to operate. Uh, what a legend! Oh, but with this Black Manta stuff, he's in his own movie as well. Like we're getting a montage with like I don't know what song it is, but it feels very out of place. Yeah, this I was not an enjoyable part. I I was just like, this is a bit goofy. Yeah, like I don't. It also came at, like, a really bad time. It was super like, weird. I guess they were trying to, like, set up, like, him about to, like, come back. But I'm yeah. like, we, didn't, we know the movie's not that long. We saw him, like, half an hour ago. He just received like, the stuff. We know. Like, we didn't. I did not like that. And then, like, I, Jason and Mira in a rom-com, they're, like, you know, putzing about, I guess, Italy. Yeah. They're, like, taking, they're, like, hanging out in the plaza. and Yeah, it's all over the place. I'm going to say this, though. Like, the soundtrack for the movie, mm -mm. I didn't like their choices. They had a fucking... Didn't love it. I mean, I forgot that this is where the Pitbull song that samples Africa by Toto came from. Can you sing it for us? Honestly, I'm trying to remember how it goes, but I couldn't tell you any of the Pitbull part. That's the part I don't know. I don't know. I I I don't remember the Toto It plays, like, when they're, like... In the plane going into the desert. Oh, okay. And I was like, what? I think I, I think I must have missed it last time. But I'm like, why are you getting Pitbull on your movie soundtrack, man? And then, like, also, like, this is because I'm talking about the soundtrack. The song that they play, like, in the credits, also bad. Weird. Like, the vibe was off. Yeah, but that happens a lot with credit songs, I feel like. Unless it's James Gunn. Well, yeah, but also, like, because I was making these small comparisons to Black Panther... It's not fair because the Black Panther soundtrack is amazing, and they also yeah, had yeah they had Kenny Lam Lam Kenny Lam Lam all over it, and then they also had the credit song, which was like a weekend mm. song, like that. You know, there's no comparison, but <laughs> come on. Well, you already mentioned Black Manta's helmet. Do yes. we think it's a little too big? I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. 
It's like the size of like you could like fit three human heads in there. Also, like I think the only reason they included that montage scene so he could say, "I need to make the helmet bigger," so that way when we saw him and we're like, "Why is his helmet so big?" They like kind of answered it, but like not really. It still doesn't make sense <laughs> why it needed to be bigger. Also, that the shit. same thing happens that happened yes. in his little trial run. Also, like that shit weighs like ninety five pounds. That like poor just actor. the helmet. Yeah. That actor was a little too, like, brood, not enough substance. Yeah, I agree. I mean, not that they, like, really gave him, like, a lot to work with. Mostly just be like, be mad about your dad. Yeah. End of script. I, that's my favorite fight scene, though, is the one on the... That's what I was going to say. Coast. Yeah, it's really fun. I just, I love, like, how they use the houses... And they or like have yeah, two layers. mirrors on the roof, and the yeah. guy breaks through the wall. I thought that was so fun. She uses the wine. You know, okay, you were upset about it. All I could think was like, there's going to be like a very there's Sicilians now hate Atlanteans because as far as they know, these guys rolled into town, fucked up like blew up their fifty houses, statues, thousands of dollars worth of wine, and then stole a boat. Yeah, boat with a that's, bad luck. That's their reputation now. I mean, they don't know that they're Atlanteans. It's just, it's not a good look. Like, that's that's a public relations disaster. Blame the giant ant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that too. He wasn't exactly uh, using discretion with his laser eyes. I do think that the director is using his insidious training for um, this, like, possessed look that Mira does when she uses her powers. Yeah. She like gets all wrapped up, head back. Like I was like, this you're supposed <laughs> to be in control of this. It looks like it's controlling you. The ocean god or something. Yeah, she looks possessed, but that's fine. Um yeah, I I have a well, we didn't even really say that. Black Manda has this goofy ass suit building sequence, but he like kicks Aquaman's ass. Well, yeah, he's got, so, like, all these weapons. Good good on him, I guess. He's got Atlantean steel and so on and so forth. So, you know, good on a B-tier villain making a making a strong comeback. And he lives through the yeah, movie. Exactly. They, this is something DC did well because Marvel lately has been killing all of their yeah. bad guys. And it's like, okay, great. We just, like, got all this introduction. We can't afford these multi-movie contracts. On to the next one. <laughs> um. All, I was going to say, I had a note about his horror stuff, uh, but it's more about the trench, cause yeah. they, which is when she's, well, she uses those powers there a bit too, but they, they roll up to the trench and you have these horrific monsters that we've, Volko mentioned these guys before, uh, they were like exiled and then things got really fucked up down there, I guess, and they just found all of them <laughs> and they all went onto their boat and it has my favorite shot of the movie, which is, was that? I was going to say this. Oh, my with God. With the light. The flare. Yeah. Yes. So fucking cool. Looks really cool. Like, with, like, thousands of these things, like, around them. Uh, kind of reminded me of a similar shot with a red flare in the water from the Batman, uh, which was also, like, really cool looking when he's leading the survivors yeah. out of the flooded arena or whatever. Um, and I think uh, I read that, James Wan and one of the other producers on this movie 
were trying to do a horror-focused spinoff about The Trench. That would have been called The Trench, but it has been canceled. That's a good horror movie. Yeah, it's too bad. I mean, I think that would have been really cool if they had done it. And, like, it's just its own thing. Yeah. Probably some takes place earlier in history. Who else is going to do a a horror spinoff of a... Of a superhero movie like that. Nobody. They should have let it happen. Yeah. it. Did, they didn't have to put a lot of money into it. No. Well, I, honestly, maybe they would with that CGI. <laughs> I, I was confused. I thought what was going to happen is that Jason Momoa, because he can talk to, like, fish, would talk to the trench. But I guess he's not that in touch with them. Yeah, because he can only... He does later when he has with like the, the with the trident, the but it's not him. Like he couldn't do it on his own, which yeah. is too bad. I thought that was going to be the solution, but the we got the cool light scene anyway. Yeah, and who and what do we find out next? Who do we find next? Well, so now we've gone from Man of the Sea to Black Panther, and now we've got Ant-Man and the Wasp vibes. Very we much just so. we found Mommy. <laughs> and also, she's in like, an outfit, and she unveils herself. <laughs> that's so true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, Nicole Kidman's here. I don't remember She looks great. Uh, it's like yeah. at... Atlanta. It's funny because they like de-aged her Atlanta. into Mara Morrison in the beginning of the movie, and I'm like, Nicole Kidman looks exactly the same. They both kind of do. Yeah. They just gave him a hat. He looks way younger in this than he does in Mandalorian they and do, Boba Fett. They did make him look pretty young in the beginning, I so, forgot. But yeah, still. Athena? Is it like that? It, it, Atlanta. Atlanta. A little not, on the nose. Not Atlanta. Yeah, a little bit. She got sent to the trench. She didn't die, but it, I can't imagine that she's been having a very good time down there. Although she's got her own little corner oasis, kind of away from all the, the big bad monsters. So she's surviving. She's hanging out. But it's been like, what, 25 Wikipedia years? Wikipedia says 20. Okay. Wait. That would make Jason Momoa's character be 20 years like old? 30. No, because he's like five when she gets kidnapped, and then let's say like another five years before oh, she gets yeah. exiled. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Though. I don't know. I just made up those numbers, but it sounds right. Okay, and that's enough. Thank you. And then who? What voice actor? I spotted this or heard this. Incredible. Julie Andrews <laughs> is playing this giant centipede octopus thing. It's a leviathan. A leviathan. Julie Andrews, which I missed the first time we watched this. Oh, yeah. But watching it this time, I was like, that sounds like Julie Andrews. And I kind of didn't believe it myself. Because, like, why? Like, what? Also, like, I like that it's revealed that she doesn't think that he can hear her. But she's just, like, shit-talking him. She's just like, I don't know. And he's like, I can hear him. <laughs> Why is this so funny to me? I mean, the I like looked it up because I was curious to see what people had said about it. And I guess Julie Andrews has a pretty good voiceover career. Uh, Bridgerton. Uh, Despicable Me, I guess. And she was like, uh, they're like talking about it. Uh, I don't know 
when, like, in an interview with Vanity Fair, and she was like, I play some kind of sea serpent. She's like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know. know. She doesn't need to know. She's like a sphinx kind of character. Like, she must talks in riddles. Yeah. This is so funny. She she recorded it from her home, and James Wan was on a conference call to direct it. And they were just like, yeah, she was really great. It's like you listen to Mary Poppins, and you listen to the Carathin. And if you don't, you do it at your own peril. Why is that so funny to me? Like, how did they wind up with her? Like... Whose idea was it? <laughs> I don't know. Because that's not the type of voice I would have thought for that boy, that character. But I loved it. It was yeah. bold. It's something like Taika Waititi would do, I feel like. I agree. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure like how it, how it ended up like that. But, you know, what a, what a great little Easter egg almost. Also, even if it's, like, corny, I don't really care. I just love that the fact that he is able to talk to, like, animals is, like, the key to his success. Yeah. Because they made it, like, practical. Like, they could have just had that be a thing that he can do, and, like, he does use that power. But for that to be, like, basically the key to him becoming the real... The real... Ocean master. Oh, Although, I guess he's not really, but I don't know. Close enough. And he uh-huh. gets a cool suit. Cool. Cool I, and giant quotation marks. I don't marks love it. the... I mean, I get it. It's, like, classic. I'm sure the true fans out there were hype, but it just didn't look right. It it's didn't r- look very realistic. It's really hard for me to not see the, like, Aquaman parody character from SpongeBob uh, because, like... Come on. Like, are we serious? Yeah, it does like, kind of. Like, well, mermaid, that's probably a reference. Well, no, Mermaid Man is definitely a reference. Okay. But, like, when I think about... When I when I see that costume, I think of old Mermaid Man. And that's all. That's all I see. Or, like, the really shitty Aquaman GameCube game from, like, 2003. But, hey, it's Jason Momoa, so it's, like, slightly cooler by default. Um, They get back. He brings Julie Andrews with them. She's clutch. She is clutch. And then they do this final, final fight in a very cool, another cool locale on like top of the ship with like the gears going. Yeah. I just thought this was like the propeller. A cool way. Cause I bet they were trying to like not do it underwater because they were like, this is going to be really hard to do it with all the CGI and stuff. And so they found a clever way of doing it. Yeah, I agree. I really liked it. It was because you got like this huge like battle sequence underwater and then I think it would have gotten kind of like lost in the mix if they had just thrown in like yeah. their one-on-one in it. But that was a really cool scene also like they broke out like every kind of like sea creature that you could think of is in there. People are getting eaten, people are getting bitten. My my boy the crab guy is there being like, "Oh, never love you." Him. His something about his design and his voice was so funny to me. <laughs> And also, like, you know, later towards the... This is a long movie, and I think I was, like, getting, like, a little, like, all right, let's go, and then I was, like, fuck yeah. What do you think of Volko? Um, I think Willem Dafoe should have been given some more stuff to work with. Yeah, he's very flat, which it was actually kind of a cool scene, Willem Dafoe. A measured performance. Do a character like that. So for him, I feel like it was like acting. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just him being like normal, but I just didn't 
like he's like our buddy and we trust him, but he's been like just going along with Patrick Wilson this whole time and has been pretty um like like he doesn't have that much of a backbone. Like even though he's been doing this stuff behind their backs and like helping like Arthur, I don't know. Isn't he he's like, like when when Orm like kills that other kid? Yes, and yeah. he like you know I don't think wanted that to happen, but like he then helps fight the people. He's like Patrick Wilson in Watchmen when the comedian is just like fucking shit up. Yeah, and he's like, damn he's man, that bystander effect. <laughs> He's sitting there. He's sitting there as Orm murders like another king. Is like, how did this happen to us? Yeah. So I don't know. I just not sure what we're we're being told about that character. I don't know either. I don't know. I don't know what to take away from it. I don't know if they'll shed more light on it in the sequel. Who's to say? Also, like no one died. Nope. And it's like. <laughs> You would think that, like, Willem Dafoe's character would or, like, Mira's dad would or I, something like, like that. I, completely forgot some parts of this movie. So I definitely thought Volko was a goner after, like, he basically, like, betrays Orm. But Orm just, like, has him arrested. Yeah. I'm like, really glad they didn't kill The only one that dies is um, Black Manta's dad. And he's like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty brutal, too. Yeah. Jason Momoa is like, sorry, he, he got himself into this. Get yourselves out of it. I only had one more note, but I wanted to save it till the very end. Um, I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Any final thoughts? Well, nothing beyond just like, again, very impressed with what they managed to pull off with this movie. Um, they did a lot to establish Atlantis and Aquaman and his family. And I thought they did a really good job of like laying out all this lore, even though some of it could have been a little deeper, but having also, but that's having, why, cause I wanted more. Yeah. Of it. But also having really great action scenes and like diversity of locations and cool set design and, and picking up on these like other types of stories. Yeah. Which is like all to say, like, in the end, it's kind of the story of King Arthur. They didn't. Uh, it, it didn't. It didn't hit when they were just like, "This is King Arthur." No, that is when it hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I wrote the note. Yes. And he I had mean, to get the golden the, trident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had to be. He had to be worthy of it. Like I don't know if everyone figured it out, but might be the first to crack the code. Um, might really be onto something. Now we haven't done this in a while. Shall we do a... I remember we used to do bits at the end of our episode. A head-to-head? Yeah, let's see. Who's, Aquaman. Who's what about Aquaman versus Black Panther, since we've been talking about it so much? Okay, well, first of all, are we fighting underwater? We're fighting in Wakanda. We're fighting in Wakanda, but it's just them. It's just them, and there is some water nearby. <laughs> There's like what, a lake like a puddle? or Okay. All right. I'm pretty well, sure there's water in Wakanda. Yeah. Let's say for all intents and purposes, though, the fight is happening on land because I think... How I, many water that, people are there? What, what do you mean? Like that he could fight. Uh, wait, what? If we did a different person, how many other like water people are there that he could oh, fight? Oh, like none? Like I can't <laughs> think of any... 
Like I, I don't know. We have we haven't introduced we haven't been introduced to them yet. But let's say they're they're fighting. I'm imagining like Arthur Curry shows up to Wakanda and he's like, "I'm Wakanda. And I'm challenging you to become king." Um, I don't know. It's, yeah. What about the waterfall? Sure. Yeah, they fight on the waterfall. See, I told this you there's is, water in Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. This is this is a really tough matchup because like. The basically we see that like, Arthur's like not great at fighting. Well, Arthur's not great at fighting, but he's super fucking durable. Like he shrugs off like grenade launchers oh, to yeah, the chest and stuff. And the only thing that can hurt him is like Atlantean weapons. So going off that, but also Black Panther suit like absorbs his kinetic stuff. Yeah, I. This this starts to feel like it would be a marathon fight. Yeah. Because Black Panther's punching him. It's not doing anything. Aquaman punches back. It absorbs it. He does a big punch. Still doesn't do anything. I don't think either would kill each other, but I think that um, Arthur would get the upper hand. Yeah, I think... Eventually. I think so, too. Especially if they're near water. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, we all signs point to, like, Black Panther being an amazing fighter. And, you know, I'm also not bringing in, like, the whole, like, stripping the power of the Black Panther for that fight. That's not happening. But... Also, I think Vibranium would probably do some damage against Aquaman's skin. I think you're right. Those claws. I think it would be a close fight, um, but it would certainly... I think it would go... It would go to Arthur Curry at the end of the day. Is there any X-Men that have to do with, like, water? I'm sure there are, but I really only know the X-Men from the movies, and I'm struggling to think of any of them that have water-based powers. Storm, kind of. I mean, Storm could definitely just electrocute him. We haven't. Can we haven't... he be electrocuted? Good question. I don't know. He Doubtful. just he comes out of the water and she's like, Bzz. um, I don't know, Iceman. <laughs> Can you freeze him? What happens if you Mr. freeze Mr. Freeze? Him? Yeah. Um, What's the guy from The Incredibles? Frozone? Frozone. Frozone versus the, the match of everyone's been waiting for. Frozen versus Aquaman. I don't know. Can, can Aquaman fly? Does he fly in Justice League? I seem to remember that him. That would be insane. How does he end Why up in the air? Why would he be able to fly? I remember him being up in the sky... And then, like, kind of falling through a building. Oh, I think Someone Cyborg. Cyborg was carrying him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was like, that's that's absurd. He can, like, run on water, I think. Yeah, he can do all kinds of cool shit, but he can't fly. Who else would he be good to, to go up against? I gave all mine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking, like, we run into this problem with DCEU versus MCU. Like, the power levels are all over the place. Like, he's, like, invulnerable in some ways. Like, who else is he going to go up against? Like, fucking... You can't put him up against Doctor Strange because that's that's not... They're not on the same level here. Why not? What would happen? Well, I'm just thinking, like, going... Coming from, like, a physical fight, like, one-on-one perspective. Like, it becomes a full... A different thing. But that's Doctor Strange Strange with everybody. Sure. That's the whole point. I do think Doctor Strange would win that fight. Yeah, because I think Jason Momoa would get confused. <laughs> he's not. He's not smart enough. Like if he, <laughs> oh, if he so- look, if he, if Aquaman traps him, or if Aquaman gets trapped in the mirror dimension, like it's oh, over. Yeah. 
I mean, he could, like, smash his way out of it almost. Yeah, but he's not doing, like, the Scarlet Witch shit, like, climbing out of it. Like No, but she did use water. It, you're very right, but I think he's just, he's stuck. I want to see Mira up against some people, because her powers are super better for, like, or super cool and better for, I feel like, battle, because she, like, manipulates water more than, like, he does. Yeah, I think they could do some really cool stuff with it. I hope they do. He just wants to hang out and talk to the fishes. Yeah, and drink. A lot. Okay. <laughs> That's like one scene. No, it's not. Like, he's established as... They even said the con. He's a drunk. The first time we meet him in, in Justice League, he's just hanging out at the bar. He works hard and plays hard, okay? <laughs> I remember everyone being mad. Like, there was, like, a trailer, I think, for Justice League. I don't remember if it was the original or Zack Snyder, but he's like drinking a bottle of vodka or something. He throws the bottle in the water. He's standing <gasps> on the dock and everyone's like, come on. He would never. Surely not. I do like He's all like, of the not so subtle, like, um, environmental, environmental stuff. Like obviously like the first big move, Patrick Wilson's character makes us like bring up all of the like garbage. And then even like, there's a couple of scenes where they're underwater and you see like, um, soda can things like in yeah. fishes and stuff like that. Like that's all pretty subtle. That was the best thing he did was send all that trash back. Yeah, I, was I really like, want to know what happened after that. You should do that. Like they deserve it. Those surface dwellers. Surely in this universe. Frankly, I don't know. <laughs> Superman is humanity's like pass for getting rid of trash. Like just send him somewhere with it. Have him fly it into the sun. Just, he's busy. I mean, right now he's not. He's dead again, he's, probably. He's busy. He's busy uh, having contract disputes with with Henry Cavill. All right. Well, let's um, let's say. Um, oh gosh, I've run out of all my puns for. Let's anchor down for the night here. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you you pulled that last one out. You you got it on the line. <laughs> You reeled it in. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Y'all know the drill. Send us a note. Write us a review. Follow us on Instagram. Um, join in on the discussion. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, if you got anything that you want us to cover, some real niche comic book shit, let us know. And until next time, we, we are, are out, out of, of the, the Superverse. superverse.